0: So, well, hello everybody. Welcome to, uh, our new podcast. Uh, this week's episode, we have a, our first ever guest. So that's really exciting. And, uh, we're going to talk about active waking alert hypnosis with this guest, which is a different form of hypnosis. I personally, you know, I, I, uh, attended one workshop about it and I was really excited and, um, this guest is going to come to the Netherlands to provide a training and I'm going to attend that training. So I'm looking forward to it. And this is going to be a really nice chance to ask some pre-questions. Um, and uh, I will introduce the guest. Our guest for today is uh, Claude André Ribo. He is from Switzerland. He's a hypnosis trainer and also a therapist. And he has a very Uh, wide background. I uh, read uh, through your website, Claude, and um, I was like, oh my god, does a human being have so much time to do all these things in his life? You also know five languages, one including Bengali, which I'm like, how did you learn that? That's so exciting. (laughs) Um, But I will uh, also share how I met you personally, because I think it's a really nice story, because um, we met in I guess it was 2018, uh, the uh, hypnosis congress in uh, Zurich. And uh, for me, I was just a beginner hypnotherapist. So I was a little bit like uh, intimidated by all these experienced hypnotists. And it started off with a science uh, presentation, which we're also gonna talk about today. (laughs) And that science presentation was in German. So I did learn German in high school, but not on a scientific level and you were the person I was sitting next to. And you were so friendly because you translated like the core points for me so that I was be was able to follow it. And actually uh, it was really nice meeting you that first evening because it, it really helped me to kind of feel like, oh, I have at least one friend during this conference to okay,
1: help. Okay, you know? great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: create a sense of uh, belonging, which is, I think I like that. So Mm -hmm. that is how I know you. And um, we're not together in this podcast. My mom is also here. So now my mom is going to share how she knows you because that's also an interesting perspective. So mom,
2: over to you. Uh, Actually, I do not know the moment, but I do know that we share a common background in a sense. And one of the things is that uh, Claude has a lot of uh, background in um, countries abroad. So uh, he he worked in Bangladesh, but uh, he worked for the Red Cross in many other countries as well. And I have a a similar background, not that I worked, but I I was an expatriate in Kenya. So then you share a lot of common themes, and uh, that is uh, one of the things that I... I first remember from him. But I'm very interesting to hear from you now, Claude. What what are we missing out? We are missing out so many things.
1: (laughs) That's normal. That's normal. And uh, uh, by the way, I I actually forgot that I did translation for you at that conference. But uh, (laughs) now as you talk about, I remember, of course, um, uh, Ina, I met you at probably the first time in Zurich at the congress. Actually, I attended your speech about um, cancer. I think that was the first speech I saw you. Uh, I saw from you. I also remember well um, one um, from Marlborough in the U.S. when you talked about uh, how to run your own practice which I found quite very interesting because many people don't know how to run their practice. They may be good in doing hypnosis, but when it comes to running the practice, they have some difficulties. And you probably were the first or one of the first ones who actually brought the attention of the hypnotist to this issue. So um, uh, this is is a very, important for me because uh, one of the things is you learn hypnosis in many ways and the second thing is uh, you have to practice it in a way and practice is not just you get a client and you do something or you try with some other people you also have to get organized you have to get things going you have to develop systems And I think this is underestimated. You can be the best hypnotist, but uh, until unless you know exactly how to get organized yourself, uh, you will not have the opportunity to really practice it a lot. Now, for me, it is not, um, uh, you can read my CV, that's not uh, very interesting. Um, I
0: disagree, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: It's just a CV. Now, uh, the interesting part is how did I come to hypnosis? And this is linked to probably, I mean, I have been interested in this as from the 70s when I started to do meditation. At that time, you remember, we had this uh, transcendental meditation. And some of our gurus were flying uh, on a mountain in Switzerland. So I never succeeded to do that, though. Uh, But uh, I mean, at least during my uh, student times, I did a lot of meditation. And um, much later, I, uh, once I went to a bookstore and I saw a book called um, uh, Hypnosis and Therapy or Therapy in Hypnosis by two guys called Bandler and Grinder, the founders of NLP. I thought, oh, that's an interesting title. So I bought that book and took it with me to, for a mission uh, to Bangladesh. Because you have to read something, there's nothing to do in the night, no nightlife. So I was well trained for the condition we have now in Europe, no nightlife. So you have to somehow uh, get yourself doing something. So uh, I, during that time, we I was on a steam, in a huge steamboat crossing from one of the offshore islands to Chittagong which is the main port city of Bangladesh and uh, it was uh, was uh, of course an old vessel and uh, uh, it uh, you know i had a cabin and i got served good curries and all these things but then during the night there was a huge storm coming up but i to be very frank i probably all the rest of the passengers they were somehow um, uh, very bad, but I was so fascinated with this book that I I even didn't realize that there was a storm. People you thought the there village. was a storm. <laughs> How did you survive the <laughs> word storm? So, I mean, that was the that was how this interest was generated, and uh, to be frank, I like it for myself to be self hypnosis, going to the dentist, not needing an anesthetical injection, and so on. This is a real advantage. Sometimes uh, uh, I had a dentist who I came in because. She replaced the other dentist for uh, holiday reasons or something. Then I told her, no, no anesthesia. Then she said, oh, you're one of these hard guys. Then I said, no, not hard. I'm an intelligent guy. So uh, I mean, this is how what I think about hypnosis. It's it's an intelligent tool. You use
2: oh, it that's beautiful. An intelligent tool. Let's remember that, Ayla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it also
0: sounds like you also use it for self-empowerment.
1: Sure. Yeah. Sure.
0: What it's used, what it's for, actually.
1: Well, how can I sell something that I not I'm not using myself? I think it's rubbish. So uh, but you guys, you use it for you. Huh? <laughs> how do you sell it?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, we also use self-hypnosis, but it's good to to hear your version of it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I think, Mom, you
2: wanted to ask some questions
0: about the science project.
2: Yes, uh, because uh, in Switzerland, there is this very unique uh, scientific research. And I believe, um, Claude, you are at the core of it. So can you enlighten us a little bit what is this research and what are the results? And why is it exciting?
1: <laughs> well, you know, um, for us it is exciting, but also time consuming because it has been with us uh, for the past, uh, it started in 2018. So it's almost yeah, it's three years by now. Now in this project, we actually enter a big scientific discourse about hypnosis. Now, the problem with hypnosis is there was no common and shared scientific understanding of what hypnosis is. So many hypnotists even say, well, hypnosis is kind of relationship. Or others say, hypnosis is a state. Others say, hypnosis does not exist. It cannot be traced. So um, the problem is even the literature, the scientific literature, was not really giving us a lot of information about that. So challenging this condition, Hans Rudi, the founder of uh, uh, HypnoseNet, and um, of course now the owner of the Omni-Hypnosis Therapy Program and training program. He wanted to have some kind of clarification about that, and he found two scientists who started to do the research. So it took quite a while to get a reasonable design um, for such a project. So we have uh, taken 50 existing hypnosis specialists, those who know how to go into somnambulism and estale states. Uh, so there are, are... I don't want to explain the reasons why we have done that because... Can you explain
0: uh, shortly maybe what is somnambulism and Estelle? Because I imagine people listening who don't know these terms.
1: Ah, well, um, uh, somnambulism is a um, kind of uh, deep trance and estale is a very deep Uh, sometimes called uh, hypnotic coma.
0: Yeah, so it's like different levels of hypnosis.
1: Exactly, so these are... uh, If this is normal, then Estelle is uh, here, somnambulism in Estelle is down here. Yeah. So, just to to make it short, we are... um, studying the same 50 persons, which is quite a lot for uh, brain research. Um, we are studying in three phases. One, for phase one was how do hypnotic inductions, these specific inductions, change the, um, the running of the blood in the head, uh, in the brain, simply said. is Are there some areas where there is more blood, less, and so on and so on. I I explain it very simply. Um, And you can see that in an fMRI scanner. So everybody went into the scanner. And we saw saw every brain was, of course, scanned. So we knew this brain is behaving like that in a normal state. And then we induced hypnosis. Um, Some nambulism and Estale, and every hypnotist who was involved did exactly the same, the exactly the same wording, which was very important logically, um, but which in many hypnosis research was not ensured, by the way. So um, it was a standardized process, and then, normally then sorry,
0: normally with the research around hypnosis, as I understood it, that's difficulty to have this standardized induction or way to enter hypnosis, and that is what really makes this a special project, right?
1: Yeah, this, this, uh, there are too many problems. You don't... you get people who have no experience in hypnosis, um, so it's very difficult to... they cannot answer the question, did it feel like previous hypnosis? Yes or no? It's an important question. Because a, a scanner is a very different environment than, uh, um, at least my practice. As you can see, I hope so. You don't see the the chair, but uh, it is somewhere around the corner here, and it's uh, it's much different from the atmosphere in a scanner room.
0: Yeah, let's uh,
1: <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> and um, secondly, uh, most most of the time these were not trained hypnotherapists who did the hypnosis. So we have ensured people who are suggestible, who know what hypnosis was, because we wanted to know what is the special state which we call hypnotic state. And secondly, we had fully trained hypnotherapists in the board uh, whose name well, whose names were also accepted by the ethical committee. And um, so, in the first phase, we studied the flow of the blood in the brain. Uh, were there changes? Were there no changes? So, of course, our scientists uh, said. In the initially, they said, "Well, it's no. Uh, forget about all this uh, hypnosis. We won't see any change. It is just." Um, so we want to prove that there is no hypnosis.
0: They didn't believe it uh, they would find a
1: state. That was their, that was uh, uh, their um, initial assumption, or at least the assumption they, they started from. Yeah. But um, fortunately for us, I don't know for them, unfortunately, unfortunately, they failed. To prove this, because we can show many things. We can show from the blood flow study already, we can show that uh, um, normal consciousness uh, is different from somnambulistic state and estale state State on the one hand, and estale state and somnambulistic states are again different from each other, so, in terms of uh, blood flow in the brain. Yeah. Now, I don't want to, to go into details because uh, it, it's really uh, um, quite difficult to explain what that actually means. So, but there were two areas in the brain where we identified the biggest changes. So now, in a second part, again in the scanner, The same people, the same people to study, um, we focused the attention on exactly these two areas. And this was necessary because it is the first study which ever has been done about chemical changes in, in the chemistry in the brain due to hypnosis. And this is, um, and of course we didn't inject anything, so the measurement is a a purely physical measurement, but you can change the reaction of uh, of some parts of the brain, of uh, every chemical has some other reaction, let's say it like that. And you can see this difference in this reaction. And now based on that, we could see also changes in the chemical constitution of the brain due to this hypnosis. At the moment, we are running um, an EEC study with the same persons, of course, same inductions. And um, we hope to, to get some results quite soon from there. We just have uh, 10 days ago, we have just have completed, I think, uh, 26 person, so we have another 24 to go, and um, the EC study takes a little long in terms of organizing it because uh, in a day you can make only four hypnosis. So uh, In the other case you could make six, seven, eight, uh, I mean uh, it's faster with the scanner than with the EC. So we are in the middle of that. I cannot say anything about uh, what we have seen in the EC, but with the first two, we can more or less safely say that there are hypnotic states, at least in these persons we have searched down uh, done the research thing. Yeah. Wow, exciting.
2: So we yeah. are really looking forward to the publication, I think it will be a tremendous help for the field of hypnosis, although it's more and more accepted nowadays, but Mm -hmm. still uh, skeptical skeptical. Well, people who uh, are disbelievers, I cannot say the word. (laughs) uh, They say as long as this is not proven in the brain, it doesn't exist for us. And yeah, we can now say otherwise.
1: Yes. I mean, it will be very exciting to to compare this data um, with other data, for example, from studies among Buddhist monks and so on, um, and to see differences and similarities between these hypnotic hypnotic inductions and meditation. Uh, Because in some places, sorry?
0: Yeah, that's very exciting because that's a question that I so often get. What is the difference between meditation and hypnosis? So it would be really cool to have some scientific uh, insight into that question.
1: Well, yeah, (laughs) I this, uh, um, you know, I was dealing with people from, I was supposed to run courses, hypnosis courses in Thailand. But people tell me, well, we don't need it. We have our Buddhist monks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I don't comment on this. But if you want to get uh, uh, anesthesia-free dental surgery with meditation, you have to meditate for at least one or two or three years to succeed in doing that. If you take it with self-hypnosis, you may get it within a fortnight. So.
0: Well, thank you for that one. I love this answer. <laughs> I have a new answer during our trainings.
2: <laughs> well, I, I always say you can um, you go on foot. You can go on foot to Rome. You can take the bicycle, the car, the train, but you can also take the plane. And I always compare hypnosis with the plane. Exactly. So many people. I think uh, meditation is really an awesome, fantastic tool. But not for everybody. You 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 really need to discipline yourself first, mm-hmm. and that's a step you can skip with hypnosis.
1: Yeah, yeah. For a client, um, uh, imagine somebody comes to you with a kind of anxiety and you say, "Yeah, it's great. Um, I offer you this two years meditation program." Um, <laughs> so
0: be it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's not. Um, for us, um, we have fast results. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a big, a big, big difference as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So and you were interested we're... about the active alert hypnosis.
0: Yes, yes, have very you... interested. Um, yeah, because you, I, I, heard you also speak about, um, you know, clients that, that are stuck. Mm-hmm. and they say, yeah, well, it's corona, there's a pandemic going on, and that, you know, this active alert hypnosis can can really uh, help in these clients that feel stuck. But maybe start from the beginning and explain what is active alert hypnosis.
1: So I can tell you that de- the definition is very clear. It is a standardized hypnosis induction. This is very important. It's standardized, I- and, but you can leave your eyes open. And which uh, the the real difference is, as you can actually see, I have a bike here. Um, It is done on a piece of sports equipment, mostly on a bike, on a stationary bike. And while the client is moving, clients pump a stationary bike, you you actually do the induction and the hypnotic state which is produced by the active alert hypnosis is almost identical with the state produced by the traditional relaxation hypnosis in terms of um, not of course in terms of relaxation but in terms of um, imagination in terms Uh, All these criteria, hallucination, ability to to visualize and things like that.
0: Enhanced suggestibility. Yes. It would be, just coming back to the science project, it would be very uh, challenging to measure active alert hypnosis in a a scan, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, there have been some some tests with some sports people uh, comparing footballers, like uh, I think it was uh, Ronaldo with average footballers in a scanner that the, the brain activity. Um, and um, I think when Ronaldo imagined dribbling he had much less brain activity than uh, those who were not as good as he is. So it means that if you know something very well. if you know it by heart, you actually don't use a lot of energy for that. It's not uh, absolutely radical insight, but it has been shown in the scanner. but of course it's it's very difficult for the active alert to to be done in a scanner you the most all these studies were done with EC yeah in the case of active alert.
0: Okay. And so you already mentioned a little bit, but it's very similar to the normal hypnotic trance state. So the difference is really in the you have your eyes open while you are induced into the trance, and you have these movements going on.
1: You actually induce you don't uh, induce uh, something like sleep you go deep deeper. you you never do that so you're more alert you're fresh it's very different it's a uh, truck it's like uh, waking up you're awake the more you you go the more awake you get the more awake you get the more fresh you feel the fresh you feel and this is actually uh, uh, energizing you, but at the same time, it's the same trance as you has, uh, as many people know from uh, running, which is called the runner's high.
0: Yeah.
1: Or uh, in traditional dance, you know, uh, uh, or even in dance rituals, um, such states of uh, awake, trends are uh, are known. But it was always difficult to create those. Okay. So by using active alert hypnosis standard protocol, we can induce this on a bike. And it's uh, fast. It's very fast. Uh, I had uh, once I got the job of uh, running individual sessions with a full tennis school of 25 people. I had one day. So I had uh, first time? of all a group, a group uh, session about flow state and something like that, mm-hmm. and let them experience flow states. Yeah. And then if from lunch to six o'clock or something in the evening, I had uh, 25 people in a row. So I had uh, two minutes to identify pre-talk, Then eight to nine minutes for the hypnosis and then another two or three minutes for the after talk after hypnosis talk. Wow. So you can imagine how fast that is and everyone was able to go into a flow state and an active alert hypnosis state and everyone was able to imagine his or her best tennis and feel like it is to play the best ever tennis she played. Wow. And uh, so it is fast, it is efficient. And of course, these were mostly young people, sports people. They are used to this. They are faster than maybe some other people um, in going into this hypnosis, hypnotic state. So it was fantastic to work with them. And the good thing is, I worked with the same school or some, with some individuals 10 months later, and I asked them, well, uh, do you know, there was once upon the time, there was in this afternoon, we had this session, do you still remember what we How can you dare that I forgot this?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still can imagine. So it shows that the ideal film kind of mind tv they did over there Uh, imagining their visualizing their best tennis and also feeling it going in and out from this visualization into in and out of this visualization for only a few minutes like three four minutes it this experience stood with these boys and girls for many months.
0: Wow, it really made an impression on them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know with everyone because I I couldn't study that, but with the others, it it really left, uh, uh, it it is a deep experience. So it makes each session um, deep experience. So it is, um, now, of course, I'm also working with the, Um, traditional hypnosis which is on deeper and deeper (laughs) and (laughs) relaxation Mm -hmm. Um, i can say that there are some advantages of both of the methods first of all for visualization and like uh, Uh, beautiful dreams and dreaming. I always would prefer active alert hypnosis because it can induce, you can dream, you can even lucid do lucid dreaming, although I'm discussing with uh, people who are experienced in that, whether these are real lucid dreams or not. Um, But on the other hand, um, and you can go beyond what you're doing. So, for example, somebody is depressed. And by moving this, uh, the person actually starts to move out of this depressive state or depressive illusion. Everything is bad, and so on. And so because he starts to feel the warmth in the body, the freshness, the lightness. And um, so automatically, you go beyond what is here. It's uh, like the, what...
0: the movement of the body literally also starts moving the thoughts, the brain, yes. the, the the convictions that a person has. Yes.
1: Mm. Yes, beautiful. because you help that. Of course you uh, you 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 support it you can say okay now as everything moves automatically you start to understand that anyway everything moves automatically even your ideas and uh, as they move so easily (laughs) you Uh, you now uh, start to understand that uh, even this idea of being imprisoned in this and this is now moving and you start to get out or whatever that the problem of the client is. Well,
2: what uh, topics can it be, uh, be used for?
1: So it is for all kinds of anxieties, uh, then uh, depression, of course ego strengthening in the broadest sense of uh, lack of self-confidence then um, I in principle it can be used for everything but um, the, the fact that you have a hammer means that not every, does not mean that every problem is an A so um, it's it's <laughs> Um, for example, if somebody comes, you get the feeling that you have to do regression work um, and you really need, the, I would say, the bad feeling of the person to stay for a while in the body because so to identify the, the origin of the problem, then you have more difficulties with the active alert because you have a, produced by the body itself you have the counter movement to the induction of now this bad feeling of so and so and so and so, try to feeling make it stronger and stronger, but at the same time your legs (laughs) do something different, so you have a kind of uh, uh, contradiction in this and it's more difficult to get access to the origin of the problems so there I see um, uh, a limitation of this this uh, method and of course if you imagine it's a lengthy session uh, like a session for one or two hours then uh, you can imagine that uh, most of the people they are not very much able to go on for um, pumping a bike like uh, for two hours and so on.
0: How long is a typical session like that? It can
1: take with uh, some people with normal anxiety or um, uh, fear of exams or something like that. It takes um, between 10 and 15 or maybe 20 minutes. sometimes a little longer, 30, 35, for the very, uh, I would say, more difficult cases. For others, I had some people who took uh, 70 minutes uh, because they wanted to have, uh, I think, five things, five issues (laughs) treated, so... (laughs) so, 70 minutes? Yeah. They were very Uh, motivated. No, no, no. I have a carpet um, down here. So, uh, with this one guy, he's uh, an ice hockey player. He was the captain of uh, one of the hockey teams and an inter-Swiss. Uh, member of the Swiss international team, so he wanted to have everything treated, dealt with in one session, like five issues. So he had a ruler jump around and said, well, are you really, uh, do you really think that this will help you to go through this uh, biking? And then he said, yes, of course, I like it. Uh-huh. So as a result, The carpet was fully wet after this, uh, I would say, 75 minutes. He sweat. He had to to go somewhere to take a shower. (laughs) 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 Sorry. So these are the things which which are fun um, and uh, which help a lot people to to start to understand uh, what hypnosis is. and also to help people who are very skeptical about hypnosis and who fear losing control and so on and so on you can say it's it's perfect you actually can use their willingness to keep control as an induction and now you control it better and even better and the better you control the fresher you can go and so on and so on and uh, so this this really helps you to work with people who, who are skeptical. Who say, "Well, how can you?" I mean, I have sometimes I have people who come to me like managers from our Zurich banks. Uh, they say, "Are you the person who can break me?" <laughs> well, how does it sound if I break you? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, uh, for this kind of person, I tell them, well, uh, uh, it's always uh, in relation to your intention to change. And of course it's kind of hypnosis is the fact that you can be hypnotized is always also linked to the level of intelligence. So the most intelligent people, they are those people who have beautiful imagination, who can imagine all what I say very easily. So I help them to be more intelligent uh, by uh, being compliant with uh, the induction.
0: Yeah. So also analytical people. This is a great technique for to give yes. them sense of control, if I understand. Yeah, what you're yeah.
1: That
0: is uh, nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very good. And uh, well, then they say, uh, "Well, I don't know if I was in hypnosis." So here, I always do the the time control. Okay. Um, uh, you have to, to see with these modern bikes, you have always a watch on this bike. So I lock, I uh, do, I put something on the on the watch, you and then in. I ask, him, "So, how many?" how how long were you on the back Yeah, five minutes and said well do you look at this watch it was 25 minutes so time distortion is is a very 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 good proof that people uh, uh, have been in hypnosis and it's very it's a good convince for them
0: yeah great and I'm curious are there certain like you because you do both right you do active alert hypnosis and you do the, more traditional, yes. relaxing, go deeper, yes. deep hypnosis. <laughs> but if a client um, comes to you, do you have you, do you decide based on their sort of therapeutic goal, what ro- route you will take with them or how, how does that work? How do you choose?
1: Well, um, some people, uh, including me, when somebody comes for with an issue like um, I have a chronic coughing or something like that i wouldn't start with um, active alert let's say if with some of the things that you could consider as psychosomatic and so i would never start with the active alert because uh, my assumption is that it there is uh, some kind of uh, information that uh, actually helps to sustain this this uh, uh, problem in the body and we have to identify this in this information and then change like regress to course um, and it's very difficult to do that on a bike as i said because you by the through the movements you already create um, uh, a sense of happiness which uh, makes it difficult to imagine this bad, this depression or this bad feeling about this. Yeah. And if it is a huge anger, I'm so angry with this, and, and so on, then of course the bike can be a very good thing, because then uh, every action can move directly to the bike. So. This bad guy. And
0: you can really release that energy. uh,
1: Sometimes I thought I should uh, link to the electricity company for power production. (laughs) So uh, uh, this could be another reframing of active alert hypnosis. So, but if it is a real, I would say, complicated or more complicated issue then uh, I prefer first relaxation hypnosis to have the time to identify and also you have to think about the clients they have been working around with these things for years and then you come in and maybe it disappears in five minutes so he wouldn't believe in that he doesn't wouldn't trust you so um, a little bit of story around this old story is also required. We are anyway already very fast. And in our sessions, unbelievable things are happening. So but if we push this unbelievable thing into an even shorter period of time, then um, it's getting more unbelievable and sometimes more uh, more, uh, less acceptable for the clients. Yeah. So um, you have to, to figure out how you work. Yeah. But on the other hand, with people like uh, unemployed who, who fail or people who have to repeat a, a year in the school and you know that with this one session you can motivate but he will need motivation again and again and again and again, this is a quick and dirty uh, series of active alert hypnosis session person comes in what is the situation uh, what have you done since the, uh, since we have met the last last time and then uh, next active alert sessions 45 to 60 minutes Bye. and you start with uh, let's say a session every second week and then after session after three weeks and then after one month and then after two months to sustain the process until the moment they have a new job or they succeeded in the exams.
2: Oh I I think uh, Claude uh, after we had your training here and we have an omni examination there are always people very scared for the test (laughs) You can do a quick fix on the bike.
1: Yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah you well, can uh, you can actually this is the good thing once you you start you can do with the bike or even with walking you can do what i call self emdr um, you can produce or you can help your clients Or you yourself, you produce by walking, by biking, by running. You can you can actually do exactly the same thing with your uh, like EMDR does with um, with traumas and everything. You you can do it by your own movements, but you have to know how you do. You have to do it because otherwise. um we wouldn't be necessary anymore so we have to teach people how to do it
2: and we are going to learn that yeah that's great claude it's it's, i think we could extend this uh podcast for much longer but we are already Mm -hmm. over time and that's why i want to conclude with a a final question and after that perhaps you like like something small to share, but um, I very much would like to know what uh, was your most interesting session with this uh, technique?
1: <laughs> well, one was very funny because uh, it was a father who came in with his 15 year old daughter who had difficulties in school. So, um, There were some incident or indications for me that I told the father you stay here during the session, which is um, not normal, but I wanted him to stay there because uh, um, I wanted him to see how, how his daughter was actually able to change. And then uh, we did some work. I don't remember exactly what that was. We identified some of these anxieties and problems and, and so on and so on. And then the girl on the bike, like uh, uh, 15 minutes or something, or 18 minutes, and she was really like flying away. I mean, it was just, just amazing just like, uh, she was so much uh, gone. She, I mean, the problem was f- totally gone and she came back from hypnosis. She said, well, this is the most amazing experience I ever made in my life.
2: Oh, wow. And the
1: father was able to be there. And of course, I also, uh, I record all the, the sessions so um, of course, I gave them the the, the the language protocol, so they could probably record it or, or use it again. And um, this was really amazing for me. How the 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 way she went off—I mean, just—I mean, just incredible.
0: Wow, uh, it sounds really moving. Also, with her yeah. father also being there.
1: Yeah. Wow. And you know the father was the finance, the chief financial officer of uh, uh, one of the biggest company in Zurich. <laughs> so so uh, um, he's ever since then he's uh, chatting with some of his staff or uh, from the company during coffee breaks, and whoever has a problem with uh, with anything kids and schools or whatever uh, they are referred to me by him oh, great. and I mean it was a session of totally maybe 60 minutes
0: wow yeah those are the best clients you know
1: yeah it's, where
0: it's great where you feel the most gratitude I guess
1: no and, uh, and I mean this is really what we like is that you create special experiences for your clients it's not uh, you go somewhere and you talk about the old your old rubbish again and again and again and you you start from a and you 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 continue till set uh, we don't have the time for that we want to create this experience of going through it going over it overcoming it becoming uh, self-centered and in control of one's own life. That's what hypnosis is all about.
0: Yeah. Beautifully said, Claude. (laughs) Are there any closing remarks from your side?
1: No, I think it was, I thank you very much for this discussion. Although to be frank, uh, uh, we didn't discuss a lot. I think I did all the talking. Um, I hope this is not <laughs> was not totally unpolite, mm-hmm. and um, well, I think it's great to have uh, your uh, podcast and to to start with that and to invite people and to discuss. And I'm very much looking forward to travel uh, <laughs> because I like traveling like nothing else, and. Um, uh, to see you in Holland.
2: Yes, well, We are so much looking forward after what I heard, We cannot wait to get yeah. on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
0: are very excited to see you and uh, very grateful because you were our first guest. So this is very special for us to have you here. And the topics are so interesting. I mean, we could have talked for hours also about the science project and about the active alert. But the good thing is you're going to be in the Netherlands. Yes. Thirtieth of April, right? Is the date?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: I'm on in the front seat in the classroom. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm really. These are those, those
1: who are ready for the experiments all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I really can't wait. I can really see the potential of this, yep. and I, I already have some clients in mind where I think, oh, this would be great. And um, yeah, I'm very uh, inspired by what you said, so I'm really looking forward to it. So everybody. If you yep. want to learn active uh, alert hypnosis join the training on the 30th of april there are spots left so
2: <laughs> feel free um mom you anything to say um no um next week we we shift the topic next week we are going to talk about uh, what you can do with hypnosis and that will be uh, a long long list
0: yes yeah, we changed a little bit the program, but you know it's our podcast, so <laughs> who's gonna sue us for that?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thanks again, Claude. It was thank amazing. you
1: very much. You too. I very much enjoyed to be with you, but I will even cho- enjoy more to be with you in front of you on the grounds of the Netherlands.
0: <laughs> yes. <Go laughs> <for us>. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, See you next week, everyone, or in two weeks.
1: Okay, see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.